You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. U.S.-Russia ties crumbling under the weight of Syria. A nuclear pact. What is next? White House spokesman Josh Ernest saying on Monday, everybody's patience with Russia has run out, blaming Vladimir Putin's government for undermining the fight against Islamic State and for indiscriminate bombing that could have killed civilians and targeted hospitals in Syria. And of course, Russia, Putin's team firing back. Where does this leave investors? Happy, so happy to welcome back to the show, Richard Kahn, managing partner at Eurasia Advisors. It's a problem-solving and deal-making firm uh, that... uh, Links in business and politics in Russia, Ukraine. And Richard, you yourself, you speak Russian. You've lived in Russia. You worked with Yeltsin team, Yeltsin's team when you started and ran uh, the Moscow office of an international law firm. So you know this so well. Business and politics. Let's start there. I want to know what you think about what's happened this week. But in terms of what you guys do, why is this so important? Well, I'll start by saying that I'm, I'm not sure it changes dramatically the environment for business in Russia. You know, we've already been in a mode of sanctions for many years, U.S. sanctions against Russia, tremendous pressure arising from uh, the activities in Ukraine that Russia undertook, and uh, just a general uh, malaise in that relationship. Uh, This, though, is yet a a further frosting of that, another layer of ice on it. Um, And it's disappointing because there are areas where the U.S. and Russia can cooperate. Um, Syria is one example of that, global warming, other the various international security issues where our countries can cooperate even if we don't see eye to eye on a variety of different policies. Uh, so it's disappointing and probably signals the end of any real opportunities during this administration uh, to do much with Russia. Richard, uh, if this was a chess match, and you know a lot about chess matches, if this was a chess match, who would be in control and what would be the active agenda of all the parties, of both sides? I would share my perspective uh, in this way, that we, the U.S. and Western powers, have a far more dominant position on the chessboard, and those are long-term structural advantages by virtue of, uh, frankly, just the strength of our economies, the government uh, uh, integration that we have among all these different allies, and in addition, the uh, diversification of our economies. Uh, So Russia is in a very weak posture and has been, frankly, for centuries compared to many other countries. This is not new. Russia has been isolated and and quite, uh, quite weak compared to Western nations. But given that, they certainly are trying to make the best of that situation, trying to gain respect and a place in the world and recapture some sense of uh, if Russia as a great country. And obviously, we'd all like to see them uh, play a productive role in the world. Uh, and they, they do that by finding ways to be relevant. So they're making what I'll call small tactical moves in a weak position on the chessboard to try to gain some leverage. And you know, I think they've done a, certainly a, a good job over the last several years in becoming relevant in the international scene, uh, but they need to, in my view, convert that into something more positive in order in the long term to uh, to have the role that I think they want in the world, which is one of, uh, of being fully respected. We've been talking a lot about the elections and we're getting ready for the vice presidential debate tonight. How does Russia view the U.S. elections? Uh, and how do you view the, the role that either candidate might play? You just said, forget about this administration. When we look ahead, 
to the next four years, what would the difference be? What is Russia hoping for? This is a very unusual situation we, we face this during this election cycle uh, because it is quite clear to me, based on my many years in Russia and uh, knowledge of how the KGB and its successor, the FSB, operate, it's a very strange thing to see their role in our election being so prominent. And uh, particularly, uh, they're taking sides in it and trying to help, obviously, the Republican candidate in this instance. Uh, and, you know, the to see, as we did, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump take a position, uh, say, two months or so ago, that was strongly really supporting Russia vis-a-vis -vis Crimea and the Ukraine, uh, even taking the position that they had not yet invaded um, Ukraine, uh, not even taking into account uh, what's happened in the eastern portion of that country. Um, then the prominence of two advisors that uh, Trump had for a period of time, his uh, campaign manager who had uh, basically admitted taking large amounts of money from Yanukovych, who was, uh, as we all know, just a, um, essentially an emissary for Putin, and then Carter Page, you know, uh, both of the, who was his security advisor, particularly vis-a-vis -vis Russia. Um, these are dream scenarios for Russia and uh, very disturbing uh, for me when I realize that we now have a candidate receiving security briefings. I, I'm just very hopeful that these experiences have alerted him and his team to the prospect that, uh, uh, you know, that the Russian security agencies would like to have some leverage over him. And it's also part of why I worry about the lack of disclosure, uh, because that can also create situations where they have information that they can essentially use against him by not disclosing. Thank you very much for coming in and spending time with us. Richard Kahn, always interesting. <laughs> Managing a partner at Eurasia Advisors and also with Innovate Partners, giving us his view of Russia and the United States. You're listening to Taking Stock. This is Bloomberg.